Hey everyone, welcome to Business Access by TD Image. My name is Diego D'Souza and I'm excited to talk to Kimberly Van Petten today. Kimberly, how are you? I'm, I'm blessed, I'm well. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, it, and I say that knowing what's around us, but I am yeah. excited to be talking to people like you that are out there and they are doing things and pushing businesses and people forward. Oh, good. Um, likewise, I'm excited to talk to you about that as well. Awesome. Awesome. Tell us a little bit about your history. Tell us about how did you get to your passion? Well, um, I kind of started back in 2008 when I was managing and directing my daughter's acting career while she was, uh, younger, um, she was a teenager at the time, and um, I was also attempting to get my younger son, who was a toddler at the time, uh, to break into the industry by doing some print work. Um, so that's how I got my start working in what I consider the entertainment industry, because it's it encompasses more than just acting and modeling. It's uh, Entertainment these days has morphed into something different and now can include just about anything Um it was around 2012 when I realized that, uh, especially as a talent manager, you can get the right guidance and you can market anything as entertainment. Wow. That's how I got my start. Wow. That is so cool. I, I, I love um, your ask. We've talked before multiple times and I love your atmosphere because you're ju you just have that attitude that things have to happen. You don't let the no's guide you, you let the yes guide you, and you you make things happen. And so it's truly something that right now has been difficult for a lot of people because yeah. we're, there's so much anxiety, there's so much, you know, there's a lot of job losses, there's a lot of people that are just getting no on so many different levels. But you you make things happen, and this is why I'm excited for people to hear about you. You you don't take no for an answer. You create solutions, and that is just incredible. Well, thank you. You know, the no's are not – they shouldn't be deterrents. They should just be opportunities to continue to go further and find your yeses. Exactly. No's are opportunities to go forward and just keep searching exactly what you said. Exactly. I love that. Because I, when I get no's, what I do is I say, okay, can I contact you at a later time? <laughs> or how do I find, my, I find a way to uh, find those yeses? Because if we always let our no's get us down, we're never going to be energized enough to be ready for those yeses. Yes, exactly. And, you know, it's important to point out what you said, to be ready for your yeses. That is actually something that I discuss with my talent from the very beginning, is that you just don't know when things are going to kick off and happen for you. You can struggle and struggle and struggle for many years and not see that, you know, your blessing is on the horizon. But when it comes, you got to be ready for it. Because, uh, you know, with the blessings come a lot of responsibility. So even with the yeses, it's the same principle. You know, every yes is not just a wonderful opportunity for its success, but it also comes with a, a multitude of responsibility. Yeah. 
Exactly. Exactly. What motivates you? What what pushes you forward? What tells you when you get up in the morning to get going and be fired up? Well, first and foremost, I'm a Christian. I think you kind of already picked up on that. So God led me to this to this destiny that I am, you know, participating in right now. But what really motivated me is my father. My father, he was many things and had many talents. He was a writer, a musician, an actor, and just a host of all other non-entertainment related titles. And so growing up around him, I admired him. I wanted to be just like him. So I, too, embarked upon becoming a writer and a musician and an actress. But no matter what I did, I just I, I always seemed to want to veer back to business. You know, I had a um, history and um, a college degree in business, and that's kind of where I ended up finding myself. So it took some years of trying to break into the industry as the performer before I realized, fortunately, I was in my early 20s, but I realized I didn't really want to be in the spotlight. I wanted to be the person behind the scenes that got things done. So my motivation, I derive my joy from watching other people succeed. If I can help them, help booster other people up to reaching their goals, that's where I get my motivation from. Wow, that is so awesome. You're you're the lady that takes the puzzle and puts it together so people can see the image. Yes. I like how that sounds. That's perfect. Yes. That is yours. That is you. You you, you came on a podcast today and that that is who you are. So I'm I'm loving it. So during these times uh, Obviously, it's been very difficult for a lot of professionals uh, with COVID-19 that that their business relates to interacting or uh, or dealing with people on a daily basis. How have you found solutions and how have you managed to uh, create alternatives during this time to uh, keep moving forward? Well, with the pandemic, um, of course, you know, the, my clientele, my, my talent are all performers. They are skilled performers, but they're performers. And so what they have to do is a job that's either uh, for people or uh, in front of people. So, you know, the pandemic has really just completely halt, halted everybody's everything, uh, not just them, but everybody. And so what I've done to try to keep moving forward, um, honestly, is I've had to kind of adjust, just like the industry has adjusted, uh, to targeting what we still can do with the tools that we have. So right now with the social distancing, you know, there's a lot of Zoom meetings, there's a lot of virtual uh, recordings and virtual ways of entertaining people. But for a true entertainer that, you know, thrives off of being in front of people, it's been a major adjustment to all of my talent. Um, and so, you know, they've each individually gone through their their peaks and valleys, if you will, of being energized and motivated to the depression state, you know, being sad and depressed from being so, so socially distant from everyone. So I've done a lot of motivational talks. I've been the one to be on the phone to or, or even in person, you know, hey, I know you can't really, we can't really socialize like that, but just come over anyway. Come over, let's talk, you know, tell me what you're feeling. Let's see how we can work through this. So I've just tried to keep their spirits up 
and instruct them to do other things. You know, work on your talent, work on uh, increasing your skills, develop a new skill, look into doing something else. You know, um, a couple of my actresses have um, expressed an interest in uh, voiceovers and voiceover acting is a little bit different from regular acting, but it's a lot more, I guess you would say, um, related to the current times because typically voiceover actors don't have to be in front of other people in front of a crowd. So that's something that's like, Hey, here's, here's an opportunity because there's going to be a lot more opportunities for this type of entertainment in the near future. So that's what I've been doing. Wow. Try to get through. That is so cool because I've seen, um, obviously as, uh, we look into social media. We've seen so much creativity come out during this these times. I've seen people pr- put on uh, musical performances uh, on Zoom. I've seen people put on stage plays on Zoom. It's just been so amazing. And I, I love seeing that because it shows that uh, within the artist industry is that there's people that are motivated like you to, to find solutions, to find ways to still... Uh, be within their passion and making it happen. And that is something that I've just really fall in love seeing every time I either go into social media or I'm looking at the TV and the news is showing how this group, uh, this group that does a play, um, I forgot the name of the group, that they put a whole Shakespearean's production together on Zoom. On Zoom, and it was just amazing. It was beautiful, and there were a young group. They're within their early twenties, and it was such a beautiful thing to see that they're still uh, fi- finding creativity uh, and finding ways to making it happen. I also talked to um, another gentleman, which uh, he, he was the actor, and he was one of the actors from uh, from Back to the Future. Uh, his name was in the movie uh, George McFly, and he. Mm-hmm. He's talking about how they're t- doing things with the film uh, that's being online. They they did this whole contest and having people create an alternative version of some of the fiend, uh, scenes to the movie. And what they oh, did wow. is they took that, put it together, and redid the whole film. Wow, really? The whole Yeah, it was so incredible because the whole film is made with different style scenes from people creating creating it in their artistic ways so it's so you'll see a cartoon then you see some people acting it out then you see an animation uh it, it was just so beautiful to see so it's just i i, I love that because i have a background in television production and i love seeing that people are still out there and not letting COVID-19 stop them and they're just pushing forward. So, so I bow to your, your, um, the people that you work with and I know it's hard for them, but I'm excited that they have you and that you're helping them, um, push forward. So. Well, thank you. I, I really feel like, you know, necessity is the mother of invention. And, and I think that creativity as you were mentioning, I think it was kind of getting stifled, maybe um, suppressed a little bit, you know, and I think maybe this was just, you know, God's way of pulling everybody back and, you know, opening people up to new things again. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. How, how about within your industry, 
you, you've, what are some of the changes that you've actually seen happen that you've had to think about and create alternatives to? Um, well, like I said, the, uh, acting and modeling part of the entertainment industry that I deal with, it just halted completely when COVID, when the pandemic hit, it just halted everything. There was no in-person auditions. There was no filming. There were no photo shoots. There was just nothing, um, for, you know, a couple of months, a few months actually, and it's just recently started picking up with um, virtual auditions and, you know, um, but like you were saying, a lot more companies were using the social distancing requirements like marketing tools. You know, they were doing the virtual uh, commercials and Zoom meetings to uh, get production to do things from home. So um, it found a way to adjust to the pandemic. Um, but the sports part of entertainment that I also work in, um, they were halted altogether. Uh, they just recently, I think in July, it was about the beginning of July when they all started trying to come back professional and uh, non-professional sports alike. But the professional, they've already mapped out their altered 2021 seasons. The uh, younger sports uh, associations are still trying to figure it out, though. Yeah. So we haven't really figured out what to do with that yet. We yeah, don't know what it's going to look like next year. Yeah, it's very interesting. It's it's to me, it's very sad because um, when it comes to these athletes that are uh, invested their whole life and they're either at the end of their college year or even at the end of their high school year and they're looking for uh, and they're trying to be in that limelight to be a prospect. Uh, they, they, it just they're so affected by this. They're, they're, it's it's very interesting how how this has affected that area. And I, I was actually reading a couple articles the other day how some colleges are having to shut down certain sports because they yeah. they don't have enough funding to uh, support it, and they have to really focus on certain things to keep funding for the school. So it's it's. It's a very interesting dynamic that we're in, um, but it, it, I was surprised. I'm from Brazil, so I, soccer is a way of life for us. And, right. <laughs> and, and I was surprised. To say the least, right? Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> and I was surprised the other day when I was looking through some email on my phone, and I had my Brazilian team pop up that they were playing. I'm like, "What? They're playing now?" And so they they've and it's a professional sport, and they. They found ways there to uh, be able to play again, and of course, as we've seen, we see on the news, some sports are, are, are really finding some great solutions. Some sports are finding that they're having difficulties in controlling in the the, the spread in certain areas. But uh, you know, right. we, we all hope that everyone can get back to doing what they love, and we find ways to keep everyone safe. Yeah, that's going to be the challenge because, you know, we saw that when we opened the country up, um, the spikes, they came right on time, you know, right when expected, when we would have expected spikes. And that has kind of really been a huge setback, I think, in all the industries because, you know, the whole country now is, is being threatened with another shutdown. Yeah. And even a more severe one. So even for the 
I think all industries, entertainment alike, you know, we see what they're trying to do right now, the adjustments they've tried to make. But honestly, we really don't know what it's going to look like in two months. Yeah. So it's, it's difficult. It's very difficult. And, um, the thing to me is that I, I've had difficulty in accepting how we've shut down because there's reports, you know, we've seen uh, some other major countries have been successful with the shutdown and have been successful in maintaining uh, the numbers low. And when I read those medical reports of how they've been able to do that and, and actually Dr. Fauci actually had this whole article about how we've only successfully shut down in the United States, only successfully shut down less than 50%, where other countries right. that have been successful in maintaining the numbers have shut down over 90%, 90% or above. And because of that shutdown, they've been able to be successful. So this is something that I think we, uh, talking about what you do and what we do together as being the team teamwork, um, is that we have to find ways within ourselves to understand that we have to take our teamwork to a whole do, a whole new level and be able to understand that wearing masks is not keeping me safe, it's keeping someone else safe and understanding that teamwork. Um, and, exactly. and we have to spread that, spread that part of it uh, to just trying to make sure that we're able to have sports come back on the things that we love be open back restaurants sports uh, you to be able to successfully uh, uh, have access to your clientele so they can have access to you it, it's so important to be able to uh, within this conversation be able to teamwork with not just our who we were around but the whole United States so I hope right. that made sense. I was being a little bit complicated there, but, you know. It, no, no, it did. Yeah. It, it's exactly right. It, it's just about, I think it's very important for us to see how some countries have te- have done a successful teamwork. And we we are, we're doing well. We're not doing bad, but we need to do better. So We do as a country. And, you know, some of the other countries, though, I think it's important to, to point out, they are the ones that have been the most successful with shutting down and, getting their numbers under control, they're a little bit smaller than us and not quite as densely populated as we are. I mean, right. um, you know, we, we really have to, you're right, we have to do better and it, it, but it needs to be a uniform approach. And I think that's what really causes these, our country, the U S the, um, we haven't been able to shut things down and get it under control because we don't have a uniform approach. We don't have a, a true top down approach, you know, Right. Oh. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. We, we, we're a very uh, an economic forward country and that's what made it very difficult. Yeah. L- let me ask you this in your profession, uh, for those that are out there, those artists, those people that are looking for some tips, some, uh, solutions, some advice, what would you say to them? I would say, uh, specifically in these times, but in all times, that you should ask for help. There's no shame in asking for help when you need it. Um, when we were talking right now about, you know, a teamwork and a cooperation amongst people, it, it's, it's important for us to be reminded that asking for help 
is not a form of weakness. It's actually a form of strength. Um, asking for help ultimately is is basically prayer. That's that's all it is. You're, you know, looking to someone or something to give you help to help you get to the next point. And it's important for us to also remember that once we get over that hump and we do get to the next point, that we make ourselves available to help those who need help from us. You know, so it's this reciprocated approach to giving and receiving help so that we can all be in a better place. Wow. I'm going to note that down. (laughs) And I'm going to take that advice and put it on the wall. Well, good. (laughs) I try to live by that. It, it, It can be difficult because, you know, some people, it's hard to help people who don't ask because they can be offended by it. So, you know, it's, that's why I say people need to be reminded they need to ask. That is such a, it's an incredible point because, and this is why it's so significant. It's because we look as asking for help as a negative thing, as we are not yes. significant enough because we ask for help. And it is never that. It right. It's exactly. never that. It's so, I always ask for help because I have to understand within myself that I cannot know everything. I cannot have the answers to everything. And I need to absorb before I can give out. Exactly. Exactly. I was thinking about this right now. And, you know, when we're children, our parents always tell us to ask for help. You know, let me know if you need any help. I'm here. Mommy's here. Daddy's here. And we ask for help and they they help us. But I don't know when it changes, but at some point when we become adults, it's like we're expected not to ask for help. Now, all of a sudden, that's a negative. Like you were saying, you know, it's frowned upon. And that doesn't make any sense because as we get older, we're still going to constantly need help in some way or fashion in some area of our life. I mean, not everyone is a doctor. Not everyone is a lawyer. Not everyone is a, a CPA. You know, so whatever your specialty is, especially as a service uh, industry provider, like a lawyer or a doctor, you are there to help others. And if they don't come to you, you can't help them. So I think it's the mindset of asking for help that we need to change. Exactly, exactly. Here's a crazy thought for everyone. If you ask for help, you might learn something. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) But then those that help have to be... They have to be cheerful givers, if you will, you know, because there are people that will help you, but they're helping you because it helps them, you know? Um, And it's, I think that's kind of part of the reason some people don't ask for help because they they end up getting burned. You know, they're used as an example. Hey, this person helped me, but it was really only to, you know, promote their career or to make them look better to somebody else. You know, we have to kind of push all that aside and just, kind of dig deep and and embrace our our inner humanity just help because that's another human being they asked me for help i just want to help them be better i know why you're being successful because this whole podcast i'm like this is so true it's just it's it's such honest answers that we deny ourselves uh within just asking for help and, and just doing certain things it's very interesting like you said it's very interesting that a certain period in our life asking for help becomes something negative you know i don't understand that because yeah i 
I am, and I say this by knowing that I can be a stubborn person when I do things. But I found that out about, luckily I found that out about myself early on. And I found that out what's bigger than that is that I don't like to fail. So I learned that the only solution to that is asking for help. Exactly. Exactly. So so let me ask you this. um, What would be one advice that you would give to artists out there to do right now if they don't know what to do like create a video what would be one of the main things that they need to do um if it is contact you it is contact you (laughs) if it's watch your videos watch your video if it's go to your website it's go to you but what is because i mean just listening to how you speak there's there's when you listen to people you you hear tones you hear Mm -hmm emphasis you hear patterns that tell you how that person acts in life and listening to you throughout this podcast it's like you don't have a no system <laughs> you just have a i'm going to make it if i don't make it i'm going to find a way to make it exactly and, and and so this is why I keep asking for more advice. <laughs> Guys, listen up. Everybody listen to this podcast because I'm trying to sponge her for every advice I can get for you right now. <laughs> what are some things that you would say artists can do? Um, like a, a monologue, uh, just put monolo- monologues. I'm not jumping in. I'm letting you jump in. What are some things that they okay. can do to, to put themselves out there? Um. Well, those are two. The first question you asked was slightly different than the second one. Um, the second one is a, a little bit more pointed. Um, my first thing is, and this is this comes from experience. Um, I would say the first thing I would have any artist do is, if they were, especially if they were talking to me, you know, looking for me to be their talent manager, I would ask them, "What is it you really want to do?" And, it, and you'd be surprised, Diego, how many people cannot articulate what they really want. And that's that's ultimately number one. You have to know what you want. Otherwise, what are you going for? What are you trying to do? I can't direct someone in uh, on a path if they don't know where they want to go. Right. My job is to help you get to where you want to be, but you have to know where you're going. I'm letting somebody else, you know, give me the directions. I'm just driving the the car but if you don't have the directions we're going to go nowhere so there are a lot of artists out here um a lot of up-and-comers that are like oh well you know i just want to be i want to be an actress i want to be a model well there's a lot of different ins and outs to that and so do your research find out about the industry if you haven't already um make sure that this is something that you want to do um an interesting point to that is um my i told you my first client was my daughter. My daughter started acting at four. And of course, at four years old, this wasn't her dream. This was, hey, I'm a mother. Let's see if she can do this. And I kind of pushed her into it. She was, she had a natural talent for it. She was doing some things, but she got to about nine or 10 and she had done like a little short movie. And after she uh, uh, stopped production on the movie, after the movie had um, wrapped, she came to me and she said, I don't want to do this anymore. It's not fun. I said, wow, uh, okay, we've only spent like six years doing this, but okay, you can stop. 
And when she came back to me about 13, um, and she said, you know what? I want to be an actress. That's what I want my career to be. And we sat down. I mean, I sat her down just like any other client, and we had lunch. And I said, you know, tell me what you really want. Why do you want this? Tell me what you're looking for. And because she was able to pull from her personal experience and say, I know what I didn't like. Now I know how to get past that. I am sure this is what I want. I've been able to direct her since then. So my my first piece of uh, advice to anyone that's trying to get into the industry or be successful is be really specific about what you're trying to do. To just say, I want to be an A-list actor is not enough. And understand that nobody starts out as an A-list actor. They have to go through all of the groundwork. They have to go through the trenches and do all of the grudge work to build up to that point. No one starts at the top. Same for any other industry. Anything you do, you have to work at it. And you have to be willing to put in the same amount of work or more than everybody you admire that's already at the top. That is so true. I am smiling right now because that is so true. Your daughter has something in common with Will Smith's daughter, Jayla, because she did the same thing with music. She went in, she got into music and at a concert, if I'm, if I have the story correctly, at a concert, after a concert, she told Will Smith that she did not want to do this anymore. Mm -hmm. And he said to her, all right, well, we made a contract. We have to finish it. Once we finish Mm -hmm. it, we will figure out exactly what you want to do. But that is so true is because that goes back to being honest with yourself and understanding where you want to go. Because I've had, and I say this to my clients too, this is like so, like this is an incredible statement because I talk to my clients also is like, you have to really find your passion in what you're doing. Because if you don't, the amount of effort, the amount of work that you have to put in to make it happen, you're not you're not going to make it through it. And I say nope. that with with hunger. And I mean hunger because you have to have that. I've had yeah. people contact me, tell me that, hey, I want to become famous. I want to become popular. I, I want my channel to uh, start trending and, and become something. And I tell them, do you understand if you want to be an influencer or any of that? It takes work. It's a lot of work. And at that yeah. level, you have to have a passion for it. Because if you don't, it, it, it's going it's gonna to be very difficult and it's going to be very hard. And a lot of people don't understand that there's there's something what I call within the industry called the 10 year cycle where for 10 years, there's going to be a drought. You're not it's going to be I've heard it for so many A-listers that they've gone through 10 plus years of nothing, 10 plus years of just even living on the streets or not having anything before they got their main role that like slingshotted them them. exactly Mm -hmm. that catapulted them up to success you know talk about uh um i i can't believe i just uh, morgan freeman that morgan freeman Mm, didn't become famous until he was around 51 years old exactly he was in the industry for a long time before that Mm -hmm. and so like you said there you have to make sure that the first thing you do is you're in the right starting line. 
Exactly. Because if you're you not, know. you have to know. You have, and that's just being on, like you said, that's just being honest with yourself. This is my path. Don't matter how little it is. Don't matter what it is. I've exactly. S- I've seen people picking up people's trash with so much mm-hmm. smile and so much passion, more than I've seen people in acting or people being influenced, having the same passion. It's not about what you do. It's about the love that you have for it and, and, and what you, the love that you have, what you're doing in. And like I said, it, 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 like, it doesn't matter what, how little it is. It doesn't matter how big it is. The mm-hmm. passion behind is gonna put something different that you can't get anywhere else. You're not gonna get exactly. any other job. Exactly, yes. And uh, and it's it's important for people to understand too, especially with the entertainment industry. And that now branches out. Like I said, it pretty much includes almost everything. But um, that it also takes. You have to be um, like I mentioned before. You have to be ready for the blessing because with it comes all of these responsibilities. There are so many people in the industry, and I know you can attest to this as well, Diego. That once they get fame, they can't handle the fame. Oh yeah. So the fame is a great thing when you're on the outside looking in, but there are so many famous people, probably more so than not, that will tell you that the fame is actually what takes all of the joy out of what they're doing. Yep. The famous people always want to just not have that fame part, that fame aspect. They want to do whatever they're doing, whether it's acting or singing, just for the joy of bringing that method of entertainment to the world but they don't want the fame part where there's paparazzi in their face every time they're trying to have a meal or you know people trying to have babies and you know being body shamed on social media it's right there are so many different negatives that go along with being a number one a-list actor or a multi-million dollar singer or social media influencer that people who aren't there who are aspiring to get there they don't think of those things they don't really take those things into consideration when they say they want to do it so along with the hard work they have to be ready to accept all of this other stuff that's going to be flooding in once they get to where they want to be and it's really important that they have the right team around them that is so true. Um, a lot of people won't have, they'll just pick up any agent, any manager, and those people are in it for the money. They don't care about the people that they're representing, and they can misrepresent people. They don't have the right PR people in place. And it, things can spiral out of control just as quickly as they can take off. And that's, it's just important to just have your research done. That's that's kind of what I was saying, trying to bring home, the point of trying to bring home. <laughs> Do your research. You know, if you admire somebody, look into them. If it's Morgan Freeman, for instance, or Will Smith, look into not just what they are doing as far as their body of work, but what it took for them to get there. Some people do get their start just on a whim. Will Smith was one of those people. But, you know, still, it, there was a lot involved for him to go from where he started to where he is now. That is so true. One person that I admire that I worked with uh, in the beginning of his career was Macklemore. When he went in and they they started to give him contracts to they wanted to sign sign him up under labels. They wanted to give him just ten to twenty, less than twenty percent of what he was creating. And he was, yeah. he said no. 
that's no, that's this is my passion. This is my music. And he made it. He made it through his own. And now he has basically his own label, Macklemore LLC. And he made it through his own. And, and, and like I said, it takes that's a lot awesome. of work and it takes a lot of passion. And it goes back to something I've said before. Before you can get into your pool, you have to dig a hole. There you go. It's as exactly. simple as that. Now, I like that. <laughs> I you, like that. <laughs> thank you. If you want to talk to the right person, obviously, by listening to this podcast, is definitely Kimberly. If you want to be successful, because you you can hear her passion, you can hear how much she's not about the success of it, but the person in it. Kimberly, how can people get in touch with you? Um, Well, they can go to my website. It's www.sapphiremedia.com. And Sapphire is spelled S-A-P-P-H-Y-R-E. Very special to me. Um, and, or you can follow us on social media. I have Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and even LinkedIn. So there's plenty of ways to reach me. Um, phone numbers are listed, and I'm ready and willing to, even if someone just needs to talk to see, hey, Kimberly, can you just direct me in the right way to go? If, if I'm not the one that can help them, I will do whatever I can to find the right person for them. Guys, contact her. If you want more than just a talent major, if you want someone that's going to be a partner in your journey, contact Kimberly. That's all I have to say, because I don't think I've had enough just by having you on this 30 minutes. So, Well, thank you. I appreciate that. (laughs) Kimberly, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you coming on. And we'll keep in touch because I'm going to keep talking to you because you inspire me. Well, I appreciate that. And I appreciate you having me on. I am so blessed and appreciative to have been a guest. I'm honored. Thank you so much, Diego. Awesome. Kimberly, stay safe and we'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you. You too.